What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Friday, February 10th. I'm Trayvill Anderson. And I'm Priyanka Arabindi, and this is What a Day, where we are finding ourselves conflicted over Chick-fil-A's new plant-based cauliflower chicken sandwich. Listen... I'm conflicted because y'all got to stop calling them chicken sandwiches if it's not chicken. Yeah, like that's very confusing. (laughs) Come on now. Let's be real, okay? On today's show, former Vice President Mike Pence has reportedly been subpoenaed by the special counsel investigating Donald Trump. Plus, this weekend marks 15 years since the end of the longest strike in Hollywood's history. But first, an update on the aftermath of the 7.8 and subsequent 7.5 magnitude earthquakes that have devastated parts of Turkey and Syria. As of Thursday evening, the death toll has passed 21,000 people with many more injured and without shelter. Those numbers, as you may have realized by now, are expected to continue to rise. In Turkey, rescue teams and aid workers have been battling frigid temperatures, a lack of heating and power, and other logistical hurdles as they work to help the survivors and unearth victims from the rubble of buildings and structures. Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan has admitted to, quote, shortcomings in his government's response to the quakes, but he has insisted it's now under control. Just yesterday, the Turkish parliament approved a three-month state of emergency for 10 of the affected provinces in response to the disaster. Across the border in Syria, where a civil war has raged for over a decade now, the first UN aid convoy was able to cross into the northwest part of the country on Thursday since the earthquake struck on Monday. The ongoing conflict, as well as sanctions from Western countries, have complicated efforts to deliver aid, though Syria has also been in desperate need. The Syrian government has formally requested aid from the EU, but very little of that assistance has yet to arrive there. To hear more about the situation on the ground in both countries and what needs to be done, I spoke earlier with Dr. Hussam Al-Nahas, a Middle East and North Africa researcher at Physicians for Human Rights. He was a trauma physician in Syria at the onset of a civil war, and some of his relatives are living in Turkey now. Take a listen to our conversation. I have my parents and my wife's parents all based in Turkey in affected areas in Gaziantep and Malatya. Luckily, we were in touch with them from the early beginning uh, after hearing the news about the earthquake. And we were in constant communication with them. The horrifying moments that they were describing were really heart-wrenching for us, especially as we live thousands of miles away from them. Right. My in-laws who live in Gaziantep endured the hard part of the earthquake and my mother-in-law and father-in-law were describing how they had to abandon their house without taking their belongings, without taking anything. Right. They left the door open, did not have time to put any clothing on them to go out. And the temperature was below zero Celsius, which is around 20 Fahrenheit. Right. Uh, and they just were uncertain where to go, what's going to happen next. Yeah. I mean, you've worked as an emergency physician inside Syria during the initial phase of the civil war, which is still continuing. Can you tell us how this disaster has worsened the situation on the ground there? 
So when talking about Syria, we are talking about a country that has been torn by a war for almost 12 years, where civilian infrastructure, health infrastructure, healthcare providers have been constantly and deliberately targeted, mainly by the Syrian government and Russian ally. My organization, Physicians for Human Rights, has documented more than 600 attacks on more than 400 medical facilities uh, since the beginning of the Syrian crisis and the killing of more than 900 healthcare providers. To zoom in more on the North West of Syria, which is currently the only region outside of the government control. Since 2017, there was around 140 attacks on healthcare facilities, mainly against facilities in that region. And that, of course, put more and more pressure on the health system. We are talking about a lack of resources, lack of human resources, lack of medications. The same system had to deal with the COVID-19 pandemic and most recently the cholera outbreak. So it's a system that is overwhelmed with the needs of the local communities. And we are talking about around 4.6 million individuals living in this region. Around 3 million of them are internally displaced individuals from other places around Syria. Wow. Okay. So a system already under stress now with far more. So the magnitude of what has happened here is so great. People sometimes just default to maybe feeling helpless and feeling like maybe there's nothing that they can do. But what does need to be done? The needs are grave in both Turkey and Syria for Turkish people, for Syrian people who were affected by the earthquake. Unfortunately, Northwest Syria have been blocked from the rest of the world. Basically, the entire region relies on one international border crossing, which is Babel Hawa. And it's the other side of it uh, in Turkey lays Antakya, which is one of the mostly affected and devastated areas. So since the earthquake, no humanitarian aids were able to access the region, which means that local organizations, humanitarian workers, community-based organizations were the only responders to this disaster alone. And as I mentioned, we are talking about massive population, struggling systems. And now on top of this, we have this disaster during the winter that further exacerbated all the vulnerabilities that these populations are witnessing. Yeah. So are you seeing disparities with how the international community has responded to this crisis between Turkey and Syria, like between the two countries? So there is a a long list of uh, fully vetted organizations that are delivering aid directly inside Syria. Unfortunately, we know that it's a little bit challenging for non-Syrians to get into the country for different reasons, but there are people who need care for their chronic illnesses. There is a demand for services beyond this disaster. I think one important thing to flag and highlight is very brief conversation that I had with a colleague in Syria who is a midwife. And I asked her a question on my side, which is, how do you think the international community is recognizing your sacrifices and your efforts in saving people? And she replied to me crying, saying, well, I'm not going to answer this question. It has been already 48 hours since the earthquake, and we didn't see anyone. No humanitarian aid from outside the country. The UN have been silent, using excuses about the border crossing not being open, the roads not being safe. But this is not true. The border crossing was open the entire time, but the only thing that we were getting inside Syria and inside Northwest Syria was the bodies of people who died in Turkey. Yeah. But nothing else. Wow. So she literally said, we are abandoned. Right. And no one cares about our lives. Yeah. And I mean, at least in my experience, what I've been seeing on my own social media feeds, the same does not seem to be true for the Turkish side. I see a lot of people posting and resources and whatnot. 
So thank you for highlighting that disparity. That's important for us to know because it's not like they're not affected. They're very affected. Yeah, I, I would say they are the worst affected population. I have my family members in Turkey, my wife's family members in Turkey. I don't feel that they have the same needs as the people who lost everything they have in Northwest. They have been already living in camps and living in slums. And now their entire neighborhoods yeah. are no longer there. And they lost everything. People in Turkey have their relatives. They are massively affected. And I deeply feel sorry for their losses and what they are experiencing. But again, we need to focus on those in grave need just to give everyone the equal chance for surviving. That was my conversation with Dr. Hussam Al-Nahas with the nonprofit group Physicians for Human Rights. We will, of course, be following the relief and recovery efforts as they unfold, and we'll have links in our show notes to ways that you could help. That is the latest for now. Let's get to some headlines. Headlines. Federal officials yesterday declassified information about the Chinese spy balloon that was shot down last weekend. According to high-resolution photos released by the Pentagon, the 200-foot balloon had antennas capable of, quote, signals intelligence collection operations, which means it could have picked up on radio transmissions and radar. In other words, it was definitely not a weather balloon, which is what the Chinese government has claimed and what I kind of idiotically thought over the weekend. (laughs) So I don't know why I was thinking that. I was like, everyone needs to chill out. I was wrong. I don't think I verbalized that to any of you, but I am just big enough to admit that I was wrong. (laughs) Officials also said that they have evidence that China has used similar balloons to spy on over 40 countries across five continents. More information is expected in the coming days as the FBI examines more of the balloon's wreckage, which was recovered off the coast of South Carolina. You know, we appreciate self-accountability here, Priyanka. Thank you for doing (laughs) that for us. Thank you for modeling that behavior for us. Yes, absolutely. You're welcome. (laughs) An update on the Ohio train collision earlier this week that led to the controlled burning of toxic chemicals. After residents of East Palestine and some on the border of Pennsylvania were asked to evacuate Monday, officials said Wednesday, it's now safe for residents to return. This follows the dramatic derailment of 50 train cars last Friday night just outside the small Ohio town. Five of those cars were carrying vinyl chloride, which is extremely toxic and flammable. While monitors near the burn site showed some toxins still lingering in the air, the EPA said air quality has since returned to normal levels. Testing on surrounding rivers, streams, and drinking water wells, including the nearby Ohio River, will continue. South Korea's parliament voted on Wednesday to impeach the country's top safety official over the fatal Halloween crowd crush that killed over 150 people. Lawmakers said that Interior and Safety Minister Lee Sang-min must be held responsible for the tragedy and that his agency's failure to respond to the disaster led to the high number of fatalities. This comes weeks after prosecutors announced that they would seek criminal charges against officials, including members of law enforcement, for failing to use crowd safety measures that could have saved lives that night. Lee's impeachment immediately removes him from any official duties. South Korea's constitutional court has until the summer to decide whether Lee should be removed or reinstated. 
This Sunday marks the 15-year anniversary of the end of the 2007-2008 WGA writer's strike, when 12,000 screenwriters picketed for fair pay for their work as it was distributed via the internet, cell phones, iPods, yes, iPods, Wild. and other than new forms of digital media. Listen, what a time, okay? Blast from <laughs> the past, okay? Truly. After a 100-day work stoppage and over $2 billion in lost revenue for the Los Angeles economy, on February 12th, 2008, members of the Writers Guild of America ended the strike, crucially negotiating later that month for a percentage of digital revenue. We can thank the strike for a few other things, too. With scripted television a no-go, NBC had the idea to launch Celebrity Apprentice with Donald Trump so we can blame them for all of our issues thus far, okay? Oh, my God. And the lack of an onset writer is purportedly how the movie Twilight ended up with the unforgettable line, you better hold on tight, spider monkey. What? What we mean to say is this, writers, they're important. The anniversary comes as the entertainment industry braces for May 1st, which is when the Guild's current contract with major studios will expire, and as so-called new media and streaming have further grown to dominate the entertainment industry. Former Vice President Mike Pence has reportedly received a subpoena from the special counsel looking into some of the major accusations against Donald Trump. According to ABC News, Pence was subpoenaed by Jack Smith, who is leading the investigation into Trump's role in the January 6th insurrection and the discovery of classified documents at his Florida estate. Sources have told both ABC and The New York Times that the subpoena relates to January 6th, though it is not clear if Pence will comply with the order or if he will invoke executive privilege. I don't know. They, like, wanted to hang the guy on January 6th. I feel like he might want to comply in this case. He better. I mean, if you don't, at that point, what are you doing? After all this time, okay, honey, he better turn on them quickly, okay? Say everything you got to say, Mr. Pence. This is your chance. You were subpoenaed. Come on now. (laughs) (laughs) And for your weekly installment of hard-hitting gay news... RuPaul's Drag Race is bringing 90-minute episodes back, back, back again, starting on March 10th. A quick fill-in for the uncultured, because you should be watching, but whatever. Past seasons of the hit competition reality show consisted of 90-minute episodes full of the buffoonery, the riggery, and the straight-up tomfoolery we all know and love. But for the current season, the 15th season, they've been cut short to just an hour. Longtime Drag Race fans have criticized the choice because it leaves less time for the frivolity that brought us iconic lines like, go back to Party City where you belong. And girl, look how orange you look, girl. (laughs) Thankfully, it seems like MTV has listened to Drag Race's loyal fans, i.e. me, and restored natural order to the primetime slot. Okay, I gotta admit, I am not a Drag Race loyal fan, but only because I feel a little intimidated by how many seasons there are. If I want to start, where do I begin? Just jump right on in. Just tune in on Friday night, okay? And we'll get you together real quick. It'll be fine. All right, user-friendly. I can just start from season 15. I'm into it. And those are the headlines. We'll be back after some ads to speculate on what's to come in the new era of Super Bowl halftime shows. (laughs) 
Well, today is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, <laughs> everyone's getting flowers. <laughs> Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WAD, books, promo code WAD. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love Fast Growing Trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, and that's not because I have a green thumb, Okay. This spring, Fast Growing Trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit betterhelp.com slash wad today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash wad. It's Friday, Wad Squad, and today we're doing a segment called Wad Remembers, where we bid a fond farewell to something that's not a person but has still enriched our lives over the years and is still about to be dead. This Sunday, we officially exit the era of the Pepsi patronage of the Super Bowl halftime show, which for the last 10 years acted as sponsor to what some say is the only part of the NFL championship game worth watching. I am the some people there. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> During the Pepsi era, we saw the weekend get trapped in a maze, left Shark give us the least, and Beyonce conjure Kelly and Michelle from underground. So we'd like to say a few words. Priyanka, take it away. Yeah, listen. Some of that shit, I will say, weirder than other things. <laughs> but you got to take it in context here. The Pepsi era 
came after the Janet Jackson year mm-hmm. and the like several years of old men, mm-hmm. like Prince doesn't count in there, but several years of like boring ass shows mm-hmm. that sucked. So I will say Pepsi, we got a lot of hits in there. Last year, pretty high up there. Yeah. I don't know which one was my favorite though. Do you have any favorites? My favorite has to be Lady Gaga. We love. Jumping off of the top of the stadium and <laughs> soaring down onto her staged set. That was an iconic moment, birthed really so was. many memes. So many. I'm going to miss that era of the Super Bowl halftime show. But, you know, rest in peace. We will never forget you. Never. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alas, when it comes to multi-million dollar corporate sponsorship of a live television event, when one door closes, another door opens. Rihanna is headlining the first halftime show of the Apple Music era, her first live performance in seven years. And at a media preview yesterday, she described Sunday's set list as, quote, a celebration of my catalog in the best way we could have put it together. Priyanka, I have to ask, which hits do you think are must-includes? What are we trying to jam to on Sunday? Yeah, there's a lot. This is a strong start to the Apple Music era. I don't know if they had anything to do with, like, booking her or they just slapped their name on it, but strong start. You know, I'm going to need to hear a few. I'm going to need to hear Disturbia. Period. Like, duh. Needs to be there. You know, I do like work. I mean, I don't need Drake. Work, 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 work. Just do the Rihanna part. (laughs) It's fine. Yes. Going to need that. And also, like... I don't know how popular this is among the like regular Rihanna listeners, but talk that talk. I feel like as an underrated Rihanna jam. I love that song. And I mean, if Jay-Z comes out, I'm into it. And then bring Beyonce and then do the whole, it would be great. That's cute. I have big ideas. I love that. You mentioned Jay-Z. He is a frequent collaborator of a one Rihanna. Yeah. And I'm going to be looking for the OG collaboration, Umbrella, Ella, Ella. Oh, duh. Duh. Right? Come on. Classic. But also, I feel like she doesn't perform this song often, but I want her to go back to her beginnings, okay? Which was Ponde Replay. Okay. Oh, yes. Come on. Oh, my God. It was such a moment. Yeah. But she's probably going to give us, like, more current things. You know, I feel like we're going to get a bitch better have my money because, yes, obviously. So I could be down with that, too. She's got so many great collaborations, though. I'm looking forward to see who pops up. Totally. I feel like there's very little chance. I mean, I don't even want to speak this into existence, but I feel like it's going to be hard to be disappointed with this one. Like there's so much to work with and it'll be exciting. Just she doesn't do this. She hasn't done this in so long. Like, I don't know. The world is excited to see her. And that is a great way to kick off this era for Apple. Love it. Absolutely. Why not? That was Wad Remembers. While Pepsi no longer sponsors the halftime show, it will always be the soda that isn't Coke. Truly the nicest thing we can say. (laughs) One more thing before we go. You may have heard our takes on the Grammys this week, but believe me, there is still more to talk about from music's biggest night. From awards maybe going to the wrong people. Mm. Maybe. Uh, To Ben Affleck looking like he desperately needed some Dunkin' coffee, this week's episode of Keep It has you covered. You don't want to miss it. Listen to Keep It every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts. That's all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, manifest a Rihanna album announcement. Oh, yes. And tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just season 15 RuPaul contestants like me, What a Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Priyanka Arabindi. I'm Trevel Anderson. And, and who, who drinks, drinks Pepsi? Pepsi? 
not me. I don't know. They don't sponsor this show, so not us, but we're available. I mean, I do drink it when I go to Taco Bell because you can't drink anything else. But otherwise, it's Coca-Cola, honey. We don't have a beverage partner, but we're open to it. But we could. We could. Absolutely. What a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Bill Lance. Jazzy Marine and Raven Yamamoto are our associate producers. Our head writer is Jossie Kaufman, and our executive producer is Lita Martinez. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made in Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made in. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made in Cookware. Shop chef-quality pots and pans at madeincookware.com. Hey there, Brenda. It's Carol. Exactly. So which leg are we operating on? You mean arm? It's all connected. Asking the right question can greatly impact your future. Are you sure you're an orthopedist? Actually, I'm a Sagittarius. Especially when it comes to your finances. Do you have a question? Are you a certified financial planner? Yes, I'm a CFP professional. CFP professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.